Hi everybody, this is Julie Kerr, writer and director of the romantic comedy Geek Loves Punk. And today's podcast episode is going to be about how I stay productive. It's based on um, the blog I wrote and the YouTube video that I made. Um, first thing though I wanted to talk about, um, this is going to be more on a sad note, it's just that um, a show I used to watch a lot called Glee, which is just... Um, um, there's some episodes of Glee that, that are absolutely perfect and amazing, and then there's upper, other episodes of Glee that are like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think, I think Glee fans had a, I don't know, anyway, but the, the point of this is that, uh, there's an actor who was on Glee named Naya Rivera, she played a character called, um, Santana Lopez, but, but as of Friday, um, she's been missing and they're presumed that she accidentally drowned. So she went out on a boat with her little son, who's about four years old. And then, um, uh, uh, I guess authorities or what, or what have you, but they found the boat and the little son was in the boat, but, um, but Naya Rivera was not on the boat. So they've been searching for her in the lake, it, it all happened on a lake. So they've been searching for her on the lake, and they're looking for her. And that was as of Friday. They haven't found her yet. So hoping and praying that she's okay. Um, they are presuming that she might have, like I said, drowned or passed away. Um, but they, they haven't found her. This is the biggest thing. So right now it's still unknown. So just hope and pray that she's okay. And I don't Yeah, so... so that happened, um, that's super sad, just because I did used to watch Glee all the time, and I guess what I was going to say is Glee fans had a, (laughs) there's things about Glee we loved, and then there's things later on in the seasons, uh, I think sometimes the writers let the fans down a little bit, but that's, that's besides the point, um, uh, Naya Rivera played a character, Santana Lopez, uh, that, the show Glee was super special for, it, it had a lot of, lgbtq characters in it which is really cool um and nowadays because the show wasn't on that long ago i think it came out in 2000 gosh actually i don't know but it wasn't you know the show didn't come out that long ago but still because nowadays almost uh just casually almost every show i watch has at least one lgbtq show on it right as far as the new shows which is just really cool um, but back then, it was just kind of, it was pretty special that Glee had a gay guy character on it. It had, like, a bisexual character. I think it tried to talk about transgender stuff, so that's pretty cool. And then, um, uh, uh, so anyway, uh, Naya Rivera played a character named Santana Lopez, who, uh, her journey is pretty cool. Like, she basically accepts that she's gay, and she's kind of like this angry character-ish who, uh, was very blunt and, um would really tear people up verbally (laughs) as far as jokes and that kind of thing but then uh Santana Lopez had a soft spot for her her on again off again girlfriend but I think they eventually got married on the show uh Brittany uh was her best friend and um so her soft spot was always Brittany and it was they the two actresses had a lot of chemistry together I think it was Heather Morris who plays Brittany so um yeah it was Brittany and Santana they always had a lot of chemistry together as friends or as a couple um and uh so that's super sad it's just super sad there's just a lot of um 
Yeah, a lot of kind of, kind of tragic stories that that have come out of Glee, which which sucks because Glee was a show that brought a lot of joy to people. And then, um, so yeah. So anyway, just pray for Naya Rivera. Pray for, pray for her son, and pray for um, pray for her family. You know, it's just sad. She's thirty three. She's really young. Um, the other thing that happened, uh, uh, yeah, is that, um, I just found out, uh, this kid I went to high school with, so he, but he's my age, so I'm 38, so he's 38, he would have been 38 too, which isn't, well, he is 38, but I just found out via Facebook that he passed away. Um, they didn't say of what or anything like that, but basically, but the other thing is he was always super talented with singing. His name was um, Stephen Mason. So he was just really, really good at singing. And he played the lion. Uh, my high school did this amazing um, production of the musical The Wiz. So uh, Stephen Mason played the lion. And I just remember going to see that play when I was a high, in high school. And I was blown away. So Stephen had a wonderful voice. He could really, really sing. Um, he was just extremely talented. Um, and I don't know what happened as far as... How, I, I don't think they said how he passed away. But yeah, so that's basically two, two deaths. A kid I went to high school with and... Um, and uh, or potential. And the other would be Naya Rivera. So yeah, just going to keep them in my prayers. And with that... Um, this is a weird segue, but, um, but yeah, I just wanted to do this podcast about how to stay productive. Um, and here's the idea, um, because none of us really know how many days we have on this earth and we just don't, you know, the, you just, you just never know. Um, I think we can all just try to make the most of the, what we, of the days that we do have. So, so I'm going to talk about, um, how to stay productive and, um, and I'm going to use my blog here. I'm just going to take a look here at the notes, uh, waiting on it. Um, yeah. So how to stay productive. Um, yeah. So the way I stay productive is I use something called a 5 by 50 formula by Brendan Burchard. And um, that's just something he came up with that um, that just helps you stay more productive. Um, and I'll tell you what my version of that is. Um, so the first half hour or hour of the day, I actually keep my phone off. I just don't turn my phone on. on. Um, and that's a real game changer for me because like once I turn my phone on, then it's like... Um, people with their own agendas, people with their own, you know, stuff. So, um, yeah, so, uh, if I have my phone off the first half hour, hour of the day, then, um, it kind of helps me center myself and helps me, um, be at a good place. And it helps me, um, basically plan out my day and plan out what I want to do before people start either calling or texting or, or messaging and, and, uh, you know, you know, not in a bad way, but before people start wanting something from you. Um, so the other thing, there's something called a one page productivity sheet. That's actually another thing that Brendan Burchard came up with. And I just came up with my own version of that. But in the morning when I wake up, uh, my phone's off. Uh, so then I fill out something called the one page productivity sheet. 
Um, and you can Google that if you want Brendan Burchard's version of that. But basically, um, that's just a sheet of paper at the top. It it talks about what creative projects I want to do that day, um, like film stuff, anything creative, you know what I mean? Uh, and then I have in the middle people I need to reach out to and people I'm waiting to hear from. And on the bottom, it's more like tasks. So tasks is like laundry, pay your bills, do your taxes, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, so, and what I like about the one-page productivity sheet is you do prioritize um, your creative stuff. Like you do your creative stuff every day because that's the stuff. That's the stuff that just makes you feel alive, right? Um, you can get really caught up in the to-dos of life, like laundry, etc that it's important to carve out time for you to do this stuff that makes your heart sing, right? So um, so that's why I really like that there's a section in the in the sheet. And actually, it's the first thing you fill out on the sheet is what creative projects do you need to work on and how do you move them forward? So I really like that a lot. Um, so sorry, I'm a little sleepy. I apologize for yawning. Um, okay, the other thing is um, take a small break once an hour. So these are like one hour, 50 minute power blocks. So what that means is, um, you know, every hour you, you set aside what you're going to do that hour, whether right now it's me applying to jobs or it's me, um, working on movie stuff like this, like doing podcasts, but, but every hour just like, you know, set the timer or whatever, but like, like, let's say it's right now it's eight o'clock when I'm doing this eight o'clock at night, but let's say it's eight o'clock at night and I'm like, okay, eight o'clock at night, boom, go, I'm going to do as much like screenwriting as I as I possibly can. So I'm going to go, 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 right, 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 right until 9 o'clock. And then at 9 o'clock, I'm going to get up. I'm going to stretch. I'm going to drink some water. I'm going to like relax. And then if I want to do another hour of screenwriting, then boom, um, I get back into it. And I just go, go, go for another hour. And that what that means is every 50 minutes to an hour, I just take a break. Um, you just, and not like a long break, like not like a 20 minute or not even like a five or 10 minute break, but just like a break, like where you can, um, shake it off and relax. So, um, so by taking breaks throughout the day, it makes me more productive on getting stuff done, um, throughout the day. Yeah. Um, use a daily planner. So yeah, I really like Brendan Burchard. So, I use a high-performance planner, um, but you can use whatever you want, but I like to bullet point my day, so I like to do, like, like the example I just gave, like, right now, like, I'm giving myself an hour to do, like, marketing, which is what this is, like, marketing my movie, so right now, um, yeah, so right now, I'm giving myself an hour to do the little marketing things that I need to do, um, and so, but what I like about a daily planner is it helps me kind of uh, the high performance planner breaks it off in half hours. I love that it breaks off your day in half hours um, because just to see how much you can get done in in little half hour hour segments. Um, so yeah, use a daily planner. Um, get seven to eight hours of sleep at night. There's a lot of great books on um, sleep science for sure if you want more books on sleep science. But uh, getting seven to eight hours of sleep, what that means is I um, I. Let's see here. Oh, oh, I know what I do. I learned this from Brendan Burchard. So let's say I want to go to bed at like 11 o'clock. Then what that means is um, one, I'll watch like a sitcom because sitcoms make my brain happy and they help me relax. So um, so I'll watch right now. I'm watching The Golden Girls. The Golden Girls makes me laugh. It's just a really cool show. So I'll do that. 
And then for either 15 minutes to an hour, I'll read. And basically, so if I want to be in bed at 11 p.m., at 10 p.m., no screens. I turn my phone off. I turn my computer or TV off. Like, no screens an hour before bed because the the, the screens make your eyes all excited, right? So I read to give my chance, give my eyeballs a chance to just relax and not look at a screen. Um, and that's how I get, like, make sure I'm getting seven to eight, to eight hours of sleep. Now, this is what I do. This might be too much, but I do, I do time how much sleep I get every night. So I set a timer. I set start. And when I wake up in the morning, um, then I can see, oh, I got uh, seven or eight hours. And if I get, like, God forbid, but if, it, if I get, like, five to six hours, that's fine. But then I know, like, hey, if I got five to six hours of sleep, um, I know I might be a little cranky because I'm, my understanding is across the sleep science books that the sweet spot is seven to eight hours of sleep. Like your body just needs it. It's basically like a dishwasher. If you once you go to sleep, your body gets a chance to relax and 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 refresh itself, that kind of thing. But yeah, get seven to eight hours of sleep if you want to be more productive. Um, and then the biggest one is um. Uh, keep a daily gratitude or success journal. So, and I do this at night. So, and that helps relax, relaxes my brain. So keeping a daily gratitude success journal, what that means is, um, it's just like every night. Cause I think, I think we're, I was just talking to my best friend about this. I think we're too hard on ourselves as, as human beings, just people in general. And I think we need to take it easier on ourselves and, um, uh, yeah, and I was just talking to my best friend. She says she's kind of hard on herself sometimes. And I, I, that made me feel bad because she's such a cool person. But, um, what I wanted to say was, um, so what the gratitude success journal, I remember when I'd hear about a gratitude journal, I think it was, uh, Oprah Winfrey who said that. And I, and Hey, it's Oprah Winfrey, very successful woman, <laughs> the billionaire, <laughs> but okay. But with Oprah Winfrey, I remember, um, I remember, this is kind of silly, but in my 20s, hearing about the gratitude journal and thinking, oh, it can't be that big of a deal. Like, like I was like, oh, I'm fine. And I remember doing the gratitude journal like once and like, oh, that didn't work. And it was like, actually, gratitude journal is something you want to get in the habit of. And the reason you want to do it is the more you do it, the more you're training your brain to to release like the happy chemicals in your head. But also, like, um, the more you do it, when I think about it, like, I think us humans, just because life is tough in general, I think we can be too hard on ourselves. I think we can, um, uh, I think we can, I, I know I can complain too much. Like, even in my own head, I complain too much. So, so I feel like all day I'm probably, like, feeling stressed or anxiety or, I mean, not all day and every day, but some days, you know what I mean? Because right now it's COVID-19. So what I like about a success or a gratitude journal is at the end of the night, it just reminds me like, hey, like either five gratitude, like five things I can be happy about, whether it's just like my comic book collection or, you know, just stuff in my apartment that makes me happy. But also successes is like just celebrating the little stuff. Successes means I did my laundry today or today, specifically today. I had a really delicious uh, watermelon, you know, and that was a success for me. So successes can be like really simple, like, um, 
successes don't have to be, hey, I won an Oscar today, because uh, most people don't win, even even Oscar award-winning actors, they don't win Oscars every day, so something for us, having daily gratitude for just the little things in life, that's what can bring us joy, you know what I mean, and I even if it's a really good cup of coffee or a really good cup of tea, like just learning to enjoy the small things and learning to have gratitude for the small things because yeah. So, so another way to be productive is celebrate your, your, have gratitude, the stuff you have and, and, and pat yourself on the back for whatever successes you did today. And today my successes, I stayed in a really good mood and, I got some groceries and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, right now, a lot of times right now for a lot of us, our successes aren't going to be huge, um, like Oscars, (laughs) but our successes can be small and we can find um, gratitude and joy in that. So, uh, yeah, so keep a gratitude success journal every day where you just, just name five things that you did successfully that day or just five things that you're happy about that day. Um, but yeah, that's uh, how I stay productive during quarantine. All right, so here's some quotes that I wrote. Okay, whether it's a good day or a tough day, I can always be grateful for a really good cup of tea or coffee. Uh, hashtag or whatever. Or, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, this basically I created a quote card. But what I said is um, this quote, it's not sponsored by an AT or coffee companies. Um uh, I'm just hoping that you understand, even if it's something little, there's always something you can be grateful for, and it's a happier existence to show that gratitude. Um, and also, everything's going to be okay. Keep the faith. And also, I, the other thing I say in my, my blog, you can have um, gratitude and perspective at the same time. And what that means is you can be grateful for the things you have in life and at the same time have the perspective that there's also things in your life you'd like to change. And that's totally fine. Like you can have both. So for me, at the end of the night, I just do gratitude because for me, um, throughout the day, I'm I'm always keeping track of stuff I'd like to change. For example, I'm unemployed. I would <laughs> I would love to have a job. Yesterday I went to a job interview, so um yeah, like I'd love to have a job, but in the meantime of me finding a job, yeah, I'm I'm gonna keep having gratitude. So yeah, you can have gratitude and perspective at the same time. That's totally fine. Um here's the other it says um you'd be surprised at how much more productive you can be when you take good care of yourself and say kind things to yourself. You've come a long way. Give yourself some credit. Give yourself a lot of TLC then get back to work. You got this. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. So as you can see with a lot of what I wrote, uh, uh, what a lot of what I said in bringing product, product, being productive, a lot of being productive is just taking good care of yourself and patting yourself on the back. Right. So, um, giving yourself some TLC. Um, and one last little tidbit, I know like um, meditating can help. Sometimes when I meditate, I just lay down for 10 minutes and just relax my brain for 10 minutes. That's my, my, that's my form of meditation, right? If the, if the word meditation kind of intimidates you, it used to intimidate me. Uh, you don't have to sit there and go, um, you know, (laughs) you can, and I don't even know what that means, but that's the stereotype of meditation. And it's not necessarily like a bad, stereotype of a meditation but like a meditation is basically 
taking 10 minutes to let your brain just relax. So for me, I just lay down on the couch or on the bed and I just let my brain relax for 10 minutes. And um, it's just really fun. <laughs> so it, and it, you're just giving your brain a chance to relax. So meditation is, is another great way um, to become more productive. Okay. And that's how you become more productive. Okay. Last thing. If y'all could, um, uh, check out my website, that's where you can watch my movie. My movie's available there for purchase. Uh, my, my website's super professional. Um, your, your stuff is super protected. So yeah, definitely you can check out my, uh, movie at my website. Uh, my website's www.juliekerrstudios.com, K-E-R-R. And my website has, um, oh, yeah, so that's where you can watch the romantic comedy I made called Geekless Punk. And you can also, um, oh, if you sign up for my uh, email list, um, which I'm part of a, um, uh, oh, I'm doing like personal development stuff. So if you sign up for my email list, you can get uh, the five daily strategies that I do to cultivate more love, joy, and kindness into my life every day. Uh, so also, if you sign up for my email list, you get discounts on uh, the different products I have on my website. So that's kind of cool, too. So I definitely would love it if you head out, uh, head over to my website and uh, join my email list and watch my movie. That would be super awesome. All right. I'm Julie Curry, writer and director of the romantic comedy Geek Loves Punk. I hope you stay really good to yourself today. Uh, pat yourself on the back. You're You're doing great. You're doing a great job in life right now. Okay. Uh, we're all going to make it. We're all going to get through this COVID-19 thing. We're going to be okay. All right. I'll see you in the next episode. I'll talk to you later. Bye.